On this episode, if you need some inspiration, we have the top family sports movies since the year 2000. And also, if you want to relate to people who aren't dead, we're going to talk about the top three musicians who are still alive that surprised us. And this thing's going to be lit. <laughs> yes, lit is, did not make our list for the top words we should retire in 2019. What is the top of your list? Stop being extra, Jones. Welcome to the Dad's Rank Things Podcast, a definitive ranking of the most indefinite things. From the commonsensical to the outright outrageous. Just two dads speaking their minds or what's left of them. Welcome to the seventh episode of Dad's Rank Things. I'm Jones. I'm Tyler. And today we kick it off by going to some of our favorite movies of all time, and that's sports movies. Uh, now, there's some real classics like The Natural, Hoosiers, mm. uh, that were made a long time ago that even have a PG rating, including mm -hmm. Field of Dreams, which I, I found kind of surprising. But we decided to handcuff ourselves and decide to go the best family sports movies since 2000. Mm. So we're talking with the last 19 years, what are some of the best family sports movies? Now, of course, a family sports movie has to uh, be inspiring. That's mm -hmm. almost like... A requirement of a family wholesome? sports movie. Would you wholesome, describe it yeah. as wholesome, Jones? And, and has to have a PG rating or, or a G rating, either one. Uh, my number three is Invincible. So made in 2006, it's the modern day Rudy, in my, mm, in yes, my opinion. Yes. Uh, Marky Mark and the original Funky Bunch, the late 70s Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Uh, this surprisingly, this movie got a 72% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's actually Wahlberg's number 10 best all-time rating from, on Rotten Tomatoes. I liked it. What was your first opinion when you saw the movie? Uh, I saw it in the theater. I actually, really? I, I do actually remember going to see that movie in the theater. Um, I left and I thought, that was all right. Now, because of the story, of course, he's a 30-year-old trash man mm -hmm. who then goes to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Did you have any inkling to want to try to go into professional sports yourself? Yeah, always. Always. <laughs> I still think I can make it. <laughs> I just need a chance like that. I need the Eagles to have another tryout. <laughs> Give me a shot. All right. Good choice. Good good lead off there. My number three is the movie Cars. 2006. Did I throw mm. you with a loop on this one? <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't expect an animated movie. Yes. Pixar. Um, Owen Wilson, of course. Lightning McQueen. It is a sports movie for all families, and it proved that by grossing uh, $244 million. I'm surprised by that one because, of course, I have let my opinion be known. I don't consider NASCAR a sport. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good family movie. I don't know if it's a good family sports movie. Uh, my, my number two is back to the traditional sports, and it's Miracle. Came out in 2004. America, Neff said, yeah. if you're not teaching your kid that the USA is the greatest at every sport, including underdog ball, then are you even American dad? Kurt Russell with his best performance since Big Trouble in Little China. Why are you questioning American dads now? <laughs> you're not even an American you're not an dad. American. You're not uh, a patriot unless you teach your kids. Beating Russia is a good thing. Yeah, so for me, this is the one that like falls off. Like, you, this is on every list, like, best movies, of best sports movies of all time, best you, movies. And I'm just like, eh. So you're a terrorist. Was, yeah, I was, like, I was like, really? It was just okay. <laughs> Maybe. I'm a history buff, and so I like it because I know it's based on a true story. Yeah, and my number two will, will be in the same boat. Now, I, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to go to the judges on this one. 
Okay, because okay. I could go a couple different ways on number two. I have one, but I have it's it has an asterisk by it because I don't know if it will be approved by Jones. Okay. I think I think because of the rating, I might have to go back and look at the rating. But my number two, because of the wholesome uh, aspect of the of the movie and the the values it teaches, my number two is Blindside. Okay, it's PG thirteen. I, I think it got PG thirteen. Yeah. It must have dropped an S bomb in there or something. <laughs> but it was family oriented, uh, wasn't it? I feel that. like you, could, you definitely could take the kids to that, and right. it would be okay. So I agree. Uh, for me, I, I went ahead and I rolled the dice, hoping this one would get allowed by the judges. It did, so I'm keeping <laughs> it at number two for me. Blindside two thousand nine uh, was when this movie came out. Cost twenty nine million dollars to make overall it made 255 million dollars can you believe that the blind side made 255 million it was a force whenever it came out because yes. of the rave reviews coming from uh miss miss mom bird, and dad bird box herself yeah mom and dad uh, i mean and i'm gonna this... throw shade on that because i do not like that actress you know uh, so <laughs> both of your suggestions so far i'm not a huge fan of um yeah, I think you're right, but I, there's no way you weren't taking the kids to this if it made 255 million. Like kid, all kids saw this movie. Uh, Michael Ower, mm-hmm. uh, he's out of the NFL now. Finally, in case anybody was wondering, uh, he actually left the NFL because he failed to pass his physical to be able to play his last year with the Panthers. Um, what would his mom say now? Yeah, right. Uh, I'll stick on the feel goods, and I'll go remember the Titans as my number one. It's it combined another true story. It's from Disney. It's got Denzel, racial tension, and though you got some sunshine, that's a, that's a winner. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. It's got rewatchability. It's got quotability, all the movie abilities. I, in my mind, it's whenever somebody talks about a family movie, family sports movie, that's the one you're going to bring up most recently. Yeah, I think uh, I would be sorely remiss if I didn't agree on this one, and I do agree, of course. Of course, I'm going to remember the Titans <laughs> as number one. Uh, I remember the year 2000. Uh, I remember going to the movie. Uh, for some reason, uh, you know, I kind of knew the plot, but then again, I was going to be like this rah-rah football movie. So uh, me and my buddy snuck in some booze. <laughs> And so we were drinking during it, and then all of a sudden, we know we're like crying next to each other. Uh, so it got kind of awkward. Uh, but yeah, this one cost uh, this one cost thirty million to make. Uh, it made one hundred fifteen million, quite shy of Blindside's totals. But uh, yeah, Denzel, a young mm-hmm. Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, a lot of people forget that Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Another fun fact coming from Remember the Titans. Did you know that Gary Gary Bertier? Yeah, he was injured after the season. It wasn't during the season as portrayed in the movie. You were lied to. It was after the football season, then they went undefeated. I can't continue the show. It's like... You're kidding me. They took liberty? Yeah, all all (laughs) things that you felt in that movie... In that moment. Were fake news. That was the moment. (laughs) That's where where you, you... it, it got dusty in the theater. That's where, mm-hmm. you know, it's still to this day, if, you know, if I'm watching it at home, it gets dusty at home and my eyes get a little watery. You're telling me it was all fabricated. It's all lies. Have you ever gone to a trivia night and they play that fun, exciting game that everyone loves called Dead or Alive? And then you just have to guess when a celebrity is named if they're still alive or they're dead. We're going to play that now. But our top three, we were shocked aren't dead right now. And I'm going to start it off, and I'm going to throw a complete loop in this. I'm going to start out with the one, the only, Lil Wayne. 
That's right. <laughs> Wheezy. I have no idea with his addiction to many, many drugs, uh, especially purple drank, how this guy's still alive. Not only that, some people may or may not know this, but messing around with a gun at the age of 12, Wheezy shot himself in the chest. So he's already been shot by a gun. Granted, it was self-inflicted. However, he's gone from that to drug addiction to live in his his crazy life. I can't believe he's still alive. Wheezy of baby. Uh, and his voice... Right. It sounds like he's dying <laughs> yes. every day. <laughs> I think he is dying by the moment. He took a lot it, of uh, heat for his um, clothes that he wore. For was it the champion college championship football game halftime performance? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. With uh, I think he was with Imagine Dragons, and he came out and they, you know he got a lot of Mary Poppins uh, comparisons. <laughs> Lil Wayne is probably the most current rendition of uh, Steve Tyler. Yeah, I guess. that's great. Turned into a grandma all that's of a sudden. Great. Like, <laughs> uh, my number three is a little bit older than Weezy F Baby, but Chubby Checker. Chubby Checker's still at it, huh? Yeah, that guy that sings The Twist. Yeah. Apparently, he was only 18 when the Smash hit came out in 1960, and he's only 77 right now. For some reason, I have him as like this big, uh, unhealthy dude. I don't know if he ever was. I don't know if I've ever seen a picture of Chubby Checker. Well, I, mean, I definitely nickname, didn't think he was alive. His nickname's Chubby. <laughs> but, <laughs> but did you know in 2013, Chubby Checker sued HP over an app with the same name? Guess what that app did? unscientifically estimated your penis size from your shoe size. Yes, unscientifically. What? That's the app? That's the make, app. So he didn't Put in your shoe size and he gave you your penis he size. He couldn't have made... He, hold on. He couldn't have made any money. Oh, it wasn't him that created it. It was HP. I know, but suing them. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was a kid in his mom's basement <laughs> that he sued. Uh, you know, here, here's one that we all know is alive. Uh, but I, we kind of figure shouldn't be, and that's Tony Bennett. Yeah. Uh, so Tony Bennett was born in 1926. So he will turn 93 years old this year. Okay. Within the last five years, he has done a complete album with Lady Gaga. <laughs> he was on live television and primetime performing last year. He's worth $200 million. That's the key to staying alive is reinventing yourself. He's, or, he's evolved. Is he a robot? That's true. He could be. Everyone else, all those classic crooners are dead. There's no way this guy's right. still, he still like has a job. He's still like making money. He's not even retired. Like, Maybe, what's keep, what's keeping him alive? I don't know. It's just, it's the passion to stay alive. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, he's had a lot of work done. Obviously, he's 93. <laughs> like, if you watch him sing, like, his face doesn't move, <laughs> which makes me think, is it work or is he a robot? Um, my number two is along the same lines. Been performing forever, but Ozzy Osbourne. The Prince of Darkness has been compared to cockroaches by his own wife. He's beaten death a few dozen times already, including biting the head off a live bat. And yeah, the, the drug use, the same as Wheezy Up Baby. And what I found really interesting is, is they've done research on him to figure out how he's sustained being alive this long and all the drug use. He actually has a mutation on the gene ADH4, which is linked to alcohol and drug abuse, which is, may have, have allowed him to combine and break down the alcohol better than the average human. So he's actually wow. hu superhuman on using drugs and alcohol. Maybe he knows Tony Bennett. Uh, number one for me, you may or may not know this, people, but Bob Dylan is still alive. That's right. And he's not even that old. Like, if we're saying Tony Bennett's old, right? 93? Right. Yeah. Uh, Bob Dylan's 78. 
So we're talking about someone that we associate music with so long ago, to the point where he has had a child. That child had a successful music career in the 90s, (laughs) Jacob Dylan and the Wallflowers. And his career has now since been gone for 20 years. <laughs> Bob Dylan's kid's career. Kid's career. And yet somehow he is still alive and kicking. Now, you know, you might say, I don't know a lot of his music or whatever, but what you might not know is how much he's written. Um, you know, some of the more popular songs of the last couple generations, To Make You Feel My Love, Adele made it real popular. Garth Brooks before her. Uh, that's a that's a, a Bob Dylan song. What you may not know too, there was a popular song uh, made obviously commercially popular by Darius Rucker called Wagon Wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, before him was the Old Crow Medicine Show. That's a Bob Dylan song. And so he's kind of become more synonymous with the greatest music writer of all time rather than, well, obviously, you know, he doesn't have the greatest voice or anything like that. Yeah. But. <laughs> My number one's going to shock you. That's Tupac Shakur. Oh, God. Despite what they want you to believe, he's now 47 years old and living in Argentina. What? A slight setback in his what? career in Vegas in 1996. The rapper is now bigger than ever and soon releases 200th album or something like that after his so-called death. The most surprising turn of events, rumor is he will run for president in 2020. So Tupac is, is he, shockingly still alive. Is he going to run on Kanye's card? That is the true question. Kanye's going to be the vice president. Oh, he's going to bow down to Tupac. I'm all right with that. You ever talking to somebody and you literally roll your eyes or cringe because of the emotional, physical, and spiritual pain you hear with a, a certain word? Mm. We're going to rank the top words we should retire in 2019 or 2019, as it is more commonly known. Uh, my number three is one that's just recently came out, but it needs a short lifespan. That's yeet. If you haven't heard this, it's a word that can mean anything you want it to, and that's just not definitively yeet. a word. It's a sound. Hmm. Yeet. What does it mean, though? You can Again, you can use it for whatever purpose you want to, okay. but it's specifically okay. supposed to mean fast or a good thing. Hmm. So it's a little different than skeet. <laughs> yes, much different than skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> skeet, skeet. No, it's just Have you ever heard somebody use yeet in real life? Uh, yeah, I've heard the sound. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it um, ironically, or are they actually using the word in a uh, sentence? It was more to me like background noise. Okay, just yeet. That's I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's background it's noise. Just a sound. It's just the sound that people. It's like caca. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just a yeet. So. Uh, one that kind of confuses and frustrates me quite often um, is the is the misusage or uh, misdirection of the word low key, okay, or the phrase if you're not going to hyphenate. Ultimately, nowadays kids put that word in front of everything. Mm. I'm I'm low key hungry right now. It's but, supposed but, to be kinda right, it's just right? The but kinda. but but they're really kind of but they actually are really hungry, and so they're, they're misusing it. See, like they're high key hungry. I'm low key hungry. <laughs> I've heard someone say high key. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. That's not you, that phrase doesn't exist. It doesn't. It isn't music, maybe, but <laughs> right. low key. Like I'm low key tired right now. Like you're you're kind of tired. You're quiet. Even even Urban Dictionary um, defines the word as quiet, modest, not very assertive, to treat with little emphasis. Right. So even after that definition, by Urban Dictionary, kids are still misusing it. 
right? Low key. It's got to go. It's got to go. You're either hungry or you're not hungry. You can't be low key hungry. That's true. Right? I agree with that. Uh, my number two is yes. Y-A-A-S. Yes. No, not yes, because obviously yes. we need confirmation of things, but we don't need the lazy sheep sounds whenever we're saying it and the snapping fingers to go along with it. Well, can you give Just, us one of those? I, I've never done one in my life and I refuse to. <laughs> In fact, I'm really bad at saying yes. I just don't do it. I feel like if, if we lived farther north or farther east, it could get really annoying. Yeah, know, because I, elongated vowels that the northerners have, right. like when they say dad. Right. You say yes. <laughs> yes. It'd be really bad. I mean, just basically it would sound like ass, like they're saying ass. <laughs> like you, the, the Y gets basically deleted because of the long, elongated A. Um, I'm, I'm tired to see even, even in social media. Like most oh, of the time, all, I don't run into somebody who says it, but I do run into people who type it. So Why? far, so good. I have not, I have not succumbed to any of the words that you've said. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. The test is on for you, though. Here for my number two, okay. and the term that's got to go, unless you're shopping at a mall, is Gucci. <laughs> Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Gucci has to go. Right, it's supposed to be a term that is synonymous with great or awesome mm-hmm. or terrific or Gucci, but it's not, you guys. It's not. It's a brand, <laughs> okay. And there's nothing that brand wants more than to be considered awesome, fresh, and cool. But when something's bad, you don't say that's so Kmart, right? You just <laughs> don't do it. Maybe you start. You'll start doing it now because I'm so cool and I start trends like like that's Kmart, right? Or that's Licasto. One of my buddies tried to start that when he was in college. Oh, that uh, not good. I kind of liked it though, in a little bit in a, of a way. When he said something would be bad, he'd be like, "Ooh, that's a liquor store." Um, but uh, Gucci is just the opposite stupidity of that. Like something is not Gucci. Something is is actually. There's so many adjectives for good. We don't need to take a brand and um, put it on a pedestal and now say that that is the uh, epitome of all things good. That is Gucci, and especially when, like you said, Jones, the Gucci gang, get out. <laughs> I'll 100% agree on on your number two. Uh, my number one is something that I actually said earlier in this segment. Ooh. It's literally. Not sure why this word has been taken out of context recently, but in my, again, small social world that I live, live in, it's literally every female 35 and younger using this incorrectly. And it has to stop. Let's use metaphorically when we actually need to. But everything else is literal of what you're saying. Unless you deal in parables a lot, so you, what? You so what's the term? What, well, the term we're getting rid of is literally, literally, <laughs> because it's 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 misused. I could literally eat a horse. Exactly, I've heard that things like that. Yeah, but it's it, again people saying literally, but not necessarily knowing what it means. Mm, I see. They just throw it in because it makes them. I don't know. Sound cool. But are you okay with a sarcastic use of the word literal to prove that you can't actually do something that you literally mean? Like, literally, I could eat a horse right now? <laughs> right. But be prepared. You would think that's be, kind of funny. Be, yeah, but be prepared for correction. Okay. So for me, num- my number one is when trends come along and new slang gets introduced into our vocabulary. Sometimes it just fits and it's natural. And it starts to work. Even after you heard it a couple times, you're like, okay, I can see how that how that works, right? Like, let's get turnt. Right. Right? Like, Turn the up. first time I heard that, I was like, turnt. I was like, that's interesting. I kind of like it. And it seems like it worked. Let's get turnt. Exactly. The word that I don't like 
this always feels forced to me is saying something is fire. Okay. Always in every essence that I've heard someone try to use the term, it feels horribly, horribly forced. Uh, I agree with it you never that. feels smooth. It's like you gotta go see that movie. It's fire. And I'm like, ugh, I'm not seeing it now. Like that that's the way that that word just comes out as a slang for something positive or good, it it seems overly forced. Now, what if I'm using it literally and saying <laughs> these chips are fire, like fire in my mouth, like I deal in spicy food a lot? I would say... You, you agree with that one? Yeah, I would say here's some milk. 